0: Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now.
2: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Dennis Welch was told one day Early in his career, whatever you do, don't stop writing. And through all of the ups and downs in his life, that's what he did. He kept writing for almost fifty years. And then one day, just recently, he had a hit on his hands the song Why Not Me. It's a fascinating story, and Dennis joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about that and his latest record, due out in September What Love Makes Us Do. Hi, Dennis, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me on, Rick. I really do appreciate it. Hey,
2: Thanks. yep. Thank you too. I appreciate it. I'm, we've we've traded a bunch of correspondence back and forth, and uh, trying to find the right time to make this happen. And uh, I'm glad it worked out. Um, yeah, me uh, too. Here in the fall, it's a, it's a good time to to spread the word. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad we I'm glad we're we're doing this. Uh, you're in Texas, oh, right?
1: You. I am in Texas. Actually, this second. I'm actually in Georgia. I'm out here. Uh, we come out in the summer, and we spend uh, about a month out here. We lived out here for about three years when I was with the Gallup organization, and uh, and made the best friends. So we come back every year and spend some time. But no, te- Texas, right outside of Austin, is, where is home.
2: Okay. So, Has that always yeah. been home? Did you grow up there?
1: Actually grew up in Houston uh, and, uh, and never planned to ever leave and then wound up moving out here uh in uh, 2001 for about three years to uh right outside of georgia and uh loved it and uh but it was weird you know how you know how it is you're used to your home and you you know I knew where everything was I knew everybody and yeah and all that and it was just it was it was kind of unsettling but it was a great it was a great it turned out to be an amazing thing you know yeah
2: so. okay well you mentioned being with the Gallup organization that leads me to assume that you've had quote day jobs but has music been part of your life pretty much for your whole life
1: well it, it has and you know and, and I, I always loved music but i but i didn't you know growing up i didn't play an instrument of any kind oh, okay. and uh and when i wrote my first song i actually wrote it acapella and had to uh i, I had a buddy that i worked with i was kind of embarrassed about it I'm like i don't even know what this is that i've done you know i was driving home from a yeah. date and uh, and I just heard this song and I just started singing it. When I got home, I wrote it down. And then the next morning I got up and you know, went to work. And this guy always kept his ovations guitar, uh, ovation guitar under the, his desk. And so I just kind of stood near him and sang this song until he noticed. And he said, man, what is that you're singing? I said, well, it's crazy. I said, it's, it's I, I wrote it driving home last night hmm. and, uh, and he said, wait a minute, let me get my guitar out and play that and so see what we can make out of that. And so he started playing this song and that was it. Wow. You, you know, he That's said, cool. look, get out and get a, you know, get buy a cheap guitar in case you don't want to do this, you know, and you can just always give it away to somebody or something. And, hmm. uh, And so, you know, and the deal was, Greg, I I couldn't I couldn't learn chord progressions without hearing words. Hmm. And so I just started writing and uh, eventually, you know, wrote enough songs to make my first record. And, you know, a lot of that song, a lot of that record got played on the radio, which was cool and very encouraging. And then um, I followed that with a rock record that got played all over the place on you know, Christian rock radio and album rock, AOR mm-hmm. radio and yeah. stuff. And, you know, and all of that sort of, sort of made me think that I could do this, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then along about, um, toward the end of the eighties for beginning of the nineties, um, I had a chance to go out on tour the way the big guys go. And I had a couple of, uh, we, Susie and I had two young sons and, uh, and I had never toured like, like these guys toured. And, Uh, and so we went out with Billy Squire, uh, the band King's X and a band called blue murder. Mm -hmm. And I lasted three weeks is all. Mm. And at at the end of the three weeks, they kept adding to the tour. That tour wound up lasting a year, by the way. Wow. And, you know, I just came home, Greg, and I just, I, I, we we got to Salt Lake city. I called, called the the manager and I said, listen, you know what? I'm, I can't do this. Mm. And he said, well, you know, sometimes the ladder of success is against the wrong wall. And he said, you know, so why don't you just come home? I'll put a plane ticket out there. He was great about it. And <clears throat> I came home and he met me and he said, look, you know, whatever you do, please don't stop writing because you're a, you're a tremendous writer and I hope that you'll continue to do that even if you don't tour or anything. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> so I did. And every so often I'd make a record. I made two more records, two more, you know, commercial released records and then Um, and in the last 20 years, I've just been, I've just been writing and not really recording very much. And about 18 months ago, you know, I feel like I've plugged into 220, and all the lights have come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I'm 65 years old now. You know, the joke is, you know, you're the you're the Medicare songwriter, but <laughs> but it's amazing yeah. what's happened. I mean, I have you know the song "Why Not Me" is out there. It's done extremely well, and uh, uh, and this new record. I just got the last two songs back from my producer today, actually, and it's just it's just beautiful, man. It's just it's great to be doing what i think is my best work
2: hmm. at this point wow. you,
1: you know what i mean yeah. when a lot of my or people around me are retiring and sort of you know tapping on the brakes and stuff i feel like i'm just getting started so i hope that's true we'll see well
2: it's certainly encouraging for uh the struggling I, i'm not even sure i like that word but the struggling songwriter the the guy or gal who wants to have the hit record but it's the music's in them; they can't quit, regardless. Um, yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. Because P- people ask you, you know, that, that's that's the thing, and you you probably know this, but people will say, <clears throat> "I don't understand what you're doing. You've written 500 songs, and you know, and you've never made any real money off of this. What are you doing? Why do you do this?" And it's like, I don't know how to answer that. I mm-hmm. mean, my answer is, it's kind of like, you know, why do you breathe? You know, yeah. uh, I mean, I can't not do it. You know, one of the funny things when I first started touring some when I was younger, uh, people would come up to my record table and they would say, you know, I want to be a songwriter like you. And, you know, my first thought was, no, I don't think you do, you know, because because that's going to cause you to wake up in the middle of the night worried about one single word in a song you wrote five weeks ago. And you're going to get out of the bed and go fool with it and try to make it right and everything. Mm. But, you know, what I would say to people is I would say, listen, that's great. I said, but <clears throat> let me ask you. I said, when you, when you get in your car and you drive to the grocery store, let's say, and you turn your your radio off, do you hear music? I mean, do you hear? Do, do whole ideas crystallize in your head mm. when it's quiet? You know, and and they would always say no, and I would say, well, you know what? I don't, that's the hard part. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to make you have that. I mean, there's right. people who write, that's what that's what happens. I mean, you can hone that but you can't make somebody have it. Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm
1: not even sure, you know, having spent a lifetime doing it, I'm not sure that I would want to make somebody have it. There might be a shot for that, you know, a vaccine or something. Yeah,
2: right. Oh, my. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. Yeah, me too. Me too. Does it ever, do you ever get um, uh, a break from it? it? Does it ever, do you ever have these periods where, uh, you feel kind of lyrically dry, and and it's okay. You kind of welcome the piece, or, or or if that happens, do you get concerned it won't come back?
1: Well, uh, you know what, I don't. I don't, and I and and I'll just tell you this: I don't write as much as many songs now in a in a 12-month period. Let's say. But but man, the stuff that I write now, I'm so so much happier with. And so uh, and so even now, this very second, I'm finishing up this record. And you know what my first thought is now that this record is done, is wow. I hope i can write because we're talking about starting the next record right away and you know what and i'm (laughs) thinking i (laughs) I hope i have some good songs still and it's like you know it's kind of the artist mentality really uh to think you know well i don't know you know, just put all that in the trash and let's start over again Mm -hmm. you know uh and you know and you have to fight that because it's not true so about 10 or 12 years ago i met the guy who wrote, I can't make you love me and the Mm -hmm. house that built me. And, I mean, he, he's a hall of fame songwriter and he became a really, he's become a great friend of mine, but he's also a mentor. And so he's a guy, he's just one of the guys in my circle, one of the people in my circle, uh, including my wife, you know, who are, who are comfortable saying, you know what, that's you can do better than that, hmm.
2: okay?
1: You know, and and everybody needs those kind of people, Greg. I mean, you can't, you know, you you. Uh, the, this is a very lonely writing. Generally, uh, I mean, I've written some books and stuff too. And writing, as you probably know, is a very lonely business. It's mm-hmm. easy to get sequestered mm-hmm. and not really know how you're doing, mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, or you know, the other problem is you get to Nashville and you start comparing yourself to everybody else, oh, and you're sure. saying it's you know, it's a very uh, you know, zero-sum-game kind of kind of world. Right. You know, where, imposter syndrome. <laughs> exactly, imposter syndrome. I don't even want to go to that writing session with that guy because I don't know if I can do that. Or, you know, if somebody else has success, right, you know, you feel like that means you didn't have success somehow. And I think that's what burns out a lot of people in Nashville is mm-hmm. they, they go there and, you know, they're there a short time and there's a combination, sort of a conspiracy that, that that pushes you out and you know, and so you have to decide, you know what, I, first of all, I'm going to write the things I care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a very different approach to, to, you know, the sort of assembly line kind of writing that you, you hear. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if you do that, you know what, if you write a song you care about and you communicate it in the way you want to, that's successful. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, you, you know, you just sort of have to redefine success for yourself. And if you do that, you can always be happy right. with what you, with what you, Produce, but you know, but at the same time, you need advisors and people in your circle that say, Really, you know, I don't understand that third verse or right, whatever. And, right, yeah, you know, and you got to ask for it. That takes some humility, honestly.
2: We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Now, uh, you said 500 songs, and I read that in your bio that you've you feel like you've got about that many songs. Are, are those songs that are considered quote keepers or? I mean, are there, are there, is there other pieces of material that didn't make it to that list of 500?
1: Well, that that list is uh, that list is everything. So that that that's all 500. That's everything I've written, basically. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you if you gave me truth serum, <laughs> and you said, "Hey, listen, you, you know which ones of those would you, you know, for example, I've got a, I'm, We're going to start recording a new record, mm-hmm. and you know, and so which what ten of those would you pick? Well. I certainly have 10, 10 more that I would choose out of there that I think are uh quality enough to follow this record but um you know I but I, I don't I certainly don't think there's there's 200 I mm-hmm. mean you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. You, sometimes you write a song to get to the next song Right okay you know and uh and there's a lot of those in there as well so
2: Do you remember them all I, I
1: that's a great question i you you know i I probably don't like if you sat me down here with a guitar and say okay play me that song from 1987 or something yeah i I probably would struggle with it uh but uh but you know what i do remember greg i remember the ones that touched me the most sure yeah and uh and that had the most impact on other people which is really why i do what i do i don't think about the money and i don't think about any i think about i mean this song why not me that's out there now you know it's 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 being played a thousand times a week across the country on wow. radio and digital radio yeah. and, and all that and you know and somebody said so man you know are you going to your mailbox and collecting a bunch of money for th-? and i'm like I, no i'm not i said but but here's here's how i look at it and if you set the bar here by the way you can always be satisfied i said look i'm hoping." that this song that somebody who's getting ready to check out and say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. That they will hear this song and put their boots on and, and come back tomorrow. And if just, if that happens just once, mm-hmm. then I, then you know what, that song to me is, is wildly successful. And, you know, I know that's kind of an odd way of looking at the songwriting business, but I, that's how I see it. So,
2: so, so you're saying, I think I'm hearing you say that the content of, of the words of the song are as important as whether the song is super successful or not.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and, and when you think like that, it changes the way that you write because I mean, at least it did for me, you know, uh, I, I, there was a time when I thought, you know what, I got to figure out what, what the public wants and all this stuff. And, and that's a miserable existence. Honestly, it's Mm -hmm. like, there's not a lot of fulfillment for me, at least there was, it was very empty to try to do that. Right. Because number one, I have no idea what the, I mean, if put the lime in the coconut can be a hit, then, then, you know, (laughs) then nobody really knows, right. Right. What what the public is going
2: to, is going
1: to do. And so here's the answer. The answer is sit down and write from your heart, the things you care about. and, and if your audience finds you, well, hallelujah! And yeah. you know, and, and look, this what's happened? You, you know, this my story, Greg, is really a lot about <clears throat> perseverance. You know, so I've done this a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do a gig occasionally, and I and I when I sit down to write, I write like Garth Brooks is sitting outside my door waiting on me to push it under <laughs> the door to him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But you know, that's not true. You know, but I I take it very seriously. Well, you know, 18 months ago, I wrote this song, Why Not Me? And, you know, my wife told me. She came in, you know, she heard me play. I wrote it on the piano, which I've never done before. Mm -hmm. And she came and knocked on my writing room door one night. She said, okay, that's enough. You know, let me me sit. I've heard this through the door now. Let me sit with you and hear this. Mm And so I played it for her. And when I finished, she, I mean, this is a woman who, this is a tough room. She's heard everything. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, you know, this is your best work. Wow. And I said, well, I think it is too. And she said, well, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I don't have any idea. And so, so get this. Okay. This is how, what perseverance does for you. Uh, you know, so I'm, we're coming through Nashville on our way back from the East coast, from some business stuff that I had. And we had dinner with a friend of mine. Who plays in Little River Band? And he's just a wizard. His name is his name is Rich Herring. He's a he's just a he's just a brilliant guy. He's a Georgia farm boy who came to to Nashville and he learned how to do everything and he's great at all of it. It's and he's even nice looking, which is not fair, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and so we're sitting at one end of the table in this Mexican restaurant, and and his wife and Susie and their kids are sitting at the other end of the table. And he said, hey, man, what are you working on? Because I know you're always working on something. Hmm. And, and I said, well, you know, I've got this new song. And Susie said it's the best thing I've ever written. And I said, you know, but I, I don't know. He goes, what are you going to do with it? I said, you know, I don't. I, that's a that's a rhetorical question. I have no idea what to do with this stuff. And he goes, well, why don't you sing it for me? Hmm. Wow. And so I said, here in the restaurant? He goes, yeah, right now, just sing it a cappella to me. And so I just start singing, you know. There's a mountain wide and I just start singing it. And so I get through the first verse and chorus, and he stops me, puts his hand up, and he's emotional, hmm. and he st- he stops me and he said, "Listen, you know I'm supposed to help you with this, right?" And I said, "Well, I didn't I didn't know that till you said it." He goes, "But no, I am." And he goes, "Let me do the demo on this." And I said, "Well, do you want some hotshot, you know, Nashville singer to sing on it, or do you want me to sing?" Goes, no, no, no. I want you to sing on it. Hmm. And that was the seed, all the right there that second was the was the seed for this record for what love makes us do. The the album is going to be out in a few weeks started right there. And so so he, so he sends me this track and it's fabulous. And I go in the studio in Austin. I cut the vocal, he mixes it. I send it out to five people, uh, in Nashville produce. One of them was a producer that I, I, I didn't know he was working on his own record. I thought he was, I was sending it to him for his artist.
2: Right. right and, yeah.
1: and he, he called me in about five minutes and said, Hey Dennis, you know what? Uh, I'm not a religious person, but I do believe in God. And he said, you know what? Uh, about 30 seconds into this song, I felt like God had sent it to me.
2: Wow. Wow. And he said, if
1: you'll let me have it, he said, I think a lot of famous people will sing this song. I'm not one of them, but he goes, if you'll let me have it, I promise I'll take good care of it. And he was not kidding. He's just, he's done amazing things. And so anyway, Rich and I, after we did the first song, he said, you want to do another one? And it's like, of course I do. And so <laughs> yeah. so we did this sort of Roy Orbison-ish song um, called I Can't Remember. And when we finished that one, he called me and said, you know, this is some pretty amazing work we're doing here. Uh, why don't you do a record? and put it out on my record label that, you know, little river band puts their records out on now. And he said, I I just think we got something really special going on here. And, Hmm. and it's, it's been, it's been the easiest, uh, recording process I've ever been involved in. And I think it's also, it's also the best. So, Hmm. you know, look, there's something about, there's something about hanging around, you know, that that matters, you know? yeah. So that's the
2: record, uh, that's on its way out what love makes what us love do?
1: makes us do okay. What love makes us do yeah that's the title track and the, the uh it'll be out should be out september one actually
2: okay uh and your uh, version of why not me is on there as well correct
1: that's right yeah yep. okay yeah uh,
2: but if i understand right there are already some other artists that are singing that their version of that is out is that correct yep
1: it is so so tony mentor's version is is the one and it's it's uh it it climbed so here's here's the craziness okay so here i'm doing this all these years greg and you know what nothing no no the lights just aren't on at all right Mm -hmm. but i mean i still love it and i'm still going to do it the same i did it the same every day as if the lights were on i Mm -hmm. played like they were on Right, right right and so he puts the record out and he he releases first of all he changes the name of his album forthcoming album to why not me so it's the title track okay and then he releases that single in the uk and it plays all over the uk back in december of last year Wow! and then he released it here uh at two sort of mid-market stations you Mm -hmm. know like and uh and so there's a, there's a, there's a magazine called new music weekly that tracks all that stuff right. and his charts and this and that. And it, it has been in the top 40 for about 40 weeks. Wow. And then it, it, it was in the top 10 for 15 weeks. Wow. I mean, it just wouldn't go away. Wow, and, uh, cool. and it just, I, and I, and I contend certainly his performance was, was wonderful, but uh, I just think the message. I mean, I don't know what about you, but I, I need to be inspired every day. Oh, man. You know, for sure. So,
2: yeah. 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 Wow.
1: So it's all very encouraging.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, what a cool story. I, I appreciate Thank you, you um, sharing that with us and our listeners. I'm sure that the songwriters in the audience are going to be inspired too. Um, I hope so. Just, yeah, it is so cool. So, again, the album is what love makes us do, uh, getting ready to drop soon single why not me is out and you i think you said you're already kind of thinking about the next one if people want to follow along and and get in touch and and track your progress and and when the album's out and when the next music is and maybe listen to some of your older stuff what's the best way to do that
1: so there's a couple of ways one is i don't mind at all if people email me at dennis welch w-e-l-c-h and it's D E N N I S W E L C H 1956 at gmail.com. So that's one way. They can just mm-hmm. re- reach out to me. I don't mind that. And then we're working on a, 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 a Welch Words, uh, that's my publishing company uh, website, uh, and it should be up by the time this airs, and it's going to be WelchWords.net. And they can reach out to me there, and we'll have a place there for you to connect with me, so that we can we can stay in touch and so forth. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Very yeah.
2: good. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dennis. I mean, I've enjoyed this. This has been fun. I'm. I'm sorry, our time thank is you. up, but uh, maybe we'll get to do it again on on the next hit. That's well, <laughs> on this record. So, well, That's on the way
1: <laughs> Well, thank you for having me, Greg. I really do appreciate it, and I hope uh, hope it's encouraging to your.